What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome to AEW Snap Judgment, brought to you by Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit. Uh, before I get into uh, the AEW review, I do want to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So if you enjoy what we put out, you might enjoy what some of the other shows. Head on over to tatnusco.com, click on the tab for the network, and see the other shows that are there and give them a shot. Um going to go straight into this starting off with aw dark that aired on tuesday it was kind of a short episode um so not a, a lot to really go over uh but one of the things that i really liked about the recent episodes of aw dark is they've really done a good job of highlighting independent talents bringing in these indie wrestlers and i think some of it's just the situation that it's hard for them to transport enough of the full aew talent into the area that getting a local talent to come in but it really it really brings a, a nice flair to the show uh to see a lot of these independent talents show up on it and i'll talk a little bit more about them as i get to their matches but uh starts off with uh cody and tony uh introducing the new aew tnt championship uh, and the tournament that's uh, going to take place on it. Of course, they didn't show off the belt or anything like that. We're assuming it's a belt, but they didn't really specifically say that, I guess. So that might just be all in our heads. Um, but it's going to be a uh, eight-man tournament taking place over the course of multiple weeks leading up to uh, the final match to crown the TNT champion. Um, so there's going to be some great things there. They did announce the first four of the members on AEW Dark, and then the next four uh, get announced on Dynamite the next day. So we'll go over those later. But the first round is going to see Cody taking on Sean Spears, and uh, Darby Allen will be facing Sammy Guevara, which is kind of neat because those are both rematches from previous pay-per-views. Uh, that really were entertaining matches. So it'll be some fun to see what they do out of that. Um, but it was a, a kind of a great little little build up to it. It kind of surprised me how uh, how well they um, put the, the stars in this because you really think this is going to be a mid card belt. But I mean, Cody is a star. Darby Allen is a star, and Sammy Guevara is up, up there right and sean spears isn't nothing to sneeze at either so so that's really cool that they're doing that um the first match of the night we had independent star matt sells who was on last week's uh aw dark i believe and he takes on sammy Guevara. so right after they announced that he's going to be in the tournament they go to a match with his of course this was all recorded last week after dynamite or before dynamite i can't remember exactly the recording schedule there but uh sammy guevara uh was able to pretty handily defeat matt sells i mean it was a, an extended squash match but like matt sells got a little bit of offense in here and there but not enough to really really sell um and then the second match of the night like i said this was a short episode only like 35 minutes long total so but the second match had Sean Spears 
came out to face Sean Dean. And I hadn't heard of Sean Dean before, but he was actually fairly impressive. Uh, the kind of neat thing is that like they got entrances, they got music and everything. So, um, and it kind of went through uh, back and forth. But in the end, of course, Sean Spears got a pretty easy victory, right? Uh, then you had Darby Allen sensing a theme here so far. Darby Allen uh, going up against Preston Vance, uh, who also went by Vanilla Vance. And he was actually fairly impressive. I mean, he, he looked like he's got some decent skill. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't sign him and have him at the very least as an enhancement talent for a while. Um, but that was actually a pretty good match overall. He's a, a Preston Vance is a pretty big guy. So uh, in the end, though, uh, Darby Allen was able to do a coffin drop and get the victory. Um, so still a good match, still showed off uh, the independent, but still had the person who you knew was going to win win. And then the final match of the night was uh, AW World Champion John Moxley. In, in an AEW dark match, that was really kind of fun to see, you know, the world champion come out on it. Um, and he took on Fabu Andre, um, who, once again, had an entrance and, and everything. So it was really kind of fun to see. But it was a dark, it was a quick match on AEW dark. Finished it with the um, gotch pile driver, the whatever you call it, the crotch hook pile driver, right? And uh, then an STF that looked brutal. Like, this wasn't John Cena's STF. This was, when he locked it in there, he had the full elbow chokehold on. So it was brutal looking. Um, so he got the win there. But then very, very quickly while he's celebrating, Jake Hager comes out and just destroys him and chokes him out with an arm triangle. And I say chokes him out. He went out, of course. There was no match on it, so it wasn't like a, a victory or anything like that. But um, he was gone. He was out. And so that was kind of fun to see um, in the end them do that. But a great but short AEW Dark. Um, and I don't grade these separately, but there was actually a pretty darn entertaining AEW Dark. So uh, that's that's at least worth saying. Um, AEW Dynamite to get to tonight... Uh, it was it was really kind of weird. They obviously have moved to a different place, probably due to restrictions on their filming schedules and, and how many people they can have uh, wherever they were before uh, Jacksonville. So, uh, but this one, this was a tiny, tiny arena. And I say arena, it it was barely big enough it had the ring it had the uh area around the ring and then it had maybe a five foot five foot area behind a barricade on three sides and that's about it and one big screen for their entrances and that's it right i don't even know where uh tony Schiavone and whoever was the co-host at the time um because cody did for a bit and colt cabana did for a bit i don't even know where they were as far as I know, they could have been in a different room altogether because I don't remember seeing specifically where they were. But it was kind of an interesting, like, really tiny setup. But like I say, they had that little barricade, and on the outside of the barricade going around, they were back to having wrestlers out there. Now, they were all spaced out a good five to six feet apart, pretty much all the way around. 
Um, they mostly had the heels on one side and they had some faces on the other side. And the people changed depending on the match. Like uh, later on, Cody had a match and Brandy was out in in one side. And uh, Hikaru Shida was out uh, for her match uh, in, inside the ring. And Britt Baker was on the outside to set up things. So it was kind of interesting there. But it was a really tiny arena. But to be perfectly honest, I think they pulled it off. And um, it, was, it was still very entertaining to watch. Um, you started off with uh, Kenny Omega versus Trent. And of course, uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor came out with Trent on the outside. Best friend still, my favorite entrance theme in AEW right now. So, um, But it was a good match. Kenny Omega got vicious during it. And it was almost like he was playing the heel, uh, which I guess makes sense because the best friends are kind of the biggest baby faces you can get right now. So... Um, but it was back and forth and some really vicious uh, bumps here and there. Scary bump, Kenny Omega going uh, over, doing his, his suicide diet over, uh, over the top. And when he landed on it, I mean, they caught him, but because it was such a tight area, he still dropped down right on the back of his neck. Um, like I say, Cody was on commentary for this match with... Uh, Tony Schiavone and Cody does a pretty good job on commentary uh, probably my only complaint is he occasionally drops into insider lingo you know and and works in words like a shoot and and work and stuff like that and and sometimes that can get a little bit much but um it was still a, a fun match I think Trent is is a phenomenal talent and destined for for a run towards the top at some point, but for the time being, it's so much fun to see him in the best friends. So, uh, moving on to the second match, Hikaru Shida, I mentioned before, versus uh, I'd never seen her before, Anna J. Apparently, she's a Georgia wrestler, uh, and she was actually pretty impressive overall for someone I hadn't seen before at all. Uh, she didn't look like she didn't belong out there. She definitely held it. Wasn't Hikaru Shida's best match overall, but it was a pretty short match in the end, one way or another. And a lot of this was about building up Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker at some point, with Britt on the outside talking smack and everything. Um, but it, I was actually fairly impressed with Anna Jay. Um, she looked like she belonged there. She got some decent offense in, but just enough to to wake up Hikaru Shida and, and have her pull the ponytail out and just go, go nasty. So it, it was a fun match. Like it wasn't the best match Hikaru's had, but it was, it was pretty fun. Um, then we had Lance Archer in his AEW debut and it really was uh 100% squash. Um, it was versus Marco stunned. And as soon as I saw Marco Stunt was announced, I was like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be this is gonna be a squash and a half. This is gonna be like, you know, the old days when they would throw Spike Dudley against uh somebody or you know what I mean? Uh they'd they'd pull the little tiny jobber guy out and have him just get destroyed by the big name. And sure enough, that's really what it was. Uh Marco Stunt just got tossed around in the end, uh Lance Archer actually threw him out of the ring 
over the space on the side and into the crowd, air quotes, of wrestlers on the outside. Um, so, I mean, he flew through the air a good seven or eight feet there. And I, I said to my wife, Orange Cassidy saved Marco Stunt's life because Orange Cassidy took the brunt of that fall and caught it. But it still was fun. Um, you had a little segment, a uh, pre-recorded segment with Brody Lee uh, as the Exalted One addressing the minions. And um, it was fun. It was entertaining. It was a little bit like last week's where uh, someone sneezed and he went off on him. Obviously a rib towards Vince McMahon. In this one, someone yawned and then Brody went over to him and was like, you know, hey, you know, you have nothing to be tired about. You're not going anywhere. The whole world is closed down. You know, if you uh, if you're yawning, that's a sign of weakness. And you you look weak right now. You look weak to me. So it was still kind of fun uh, in the end. So uh, then we moved on to uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. Um, and I I hate the Natural Nightmares name. I think it's a dumb name, but that's what they're going by. So the Natural Nightmares versus two of the minions, number eight and nine. And that's literally what they were called, eight and nine. Um, so we don't know who was in those. Um, it was. It didn't look like it was John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Um, so it looked like they used totally different wrestlers for it, which is fine. Uh, but it was just a squash match, really. Uh, it started off QT Marshall carried out because last week Brody Lee kind of made a um, run at trying to invite him into the Dark uh, Order. And he carried out the mask and he looked like he was about to put it on and they threw it down and, and slapped one of the minions. And I don't know. It was really just designed to let the minions get beat up for a while. Um, and then after the match, as uh, Dustin and QT Marshall are leaving with, of course, Brandy in tow uh, as, their, as their manager, coach. I don't know what she's ex- specifically called, but anyways, uh, Brody Lee comes out and eyeballs them all the way down the ramp-ish. It really wasn't a ramp, but... Uh, and then gets in the ring, and I don't I don't even remember which one it was, but he absolutely laid out, I'm going to say number eight. It was either eight or nine. I don't know. But laid him out, and I believe it was a powerbomb. Just destroyed him. And then uh, eyeballed the other one before leaving. So punishment for not, not doing what, what they were told. Um... Then you had a pre-recorded message from Jericho. He's at the Jericho Manor, uh, lounging in the hot tub, uh, talking about how, um, you know, Matt Hardy is is in over his head and yada, 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 right? Um, and then Vanguard 1 came buzzing up, and he got up and he talked some more smack to Vanguard 1, and then... And tried to invite him again to join the inner circle by pulling out the cutest little baby inner circle t-shirt and hanging it on Vanguard 1 to see if Vanguard 1 was going to accept it. And then Vanguard 1 flew away, right? Um, but it was it was pretty entertaining. I mean, about as good as you can do with such a goofy gimmick as Vanguard 1 coming in. Uh, and I'm not saying goofy in a bad way. I'm saying goofy in a... It's just, it's just odd, right? And then... The main event of the night was uh, Cody Rhodes 
and Darby Allen versus Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. So it was kind of a preview towards the uh, first rounds of the tournament. Um, both of these teams are going to face the members of the opposite team. Um, and so it was it was pretty pretty good all around. I mean, it's what you expect from Cody and Sean Spears and Darby Allen and everything. I mean, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Sammy Guevara did a lot on the outside of uh, taunting Brandy, throwing back to when he kissed the uh, drawing of Brandy last week, you know, trying to get her to give him a kiss this week. And she stole his vlogging camera and went away. So it'll be interesting to see how much of that ends up on uh, his vlog when it comes out next week. But it really is kind of fun. Um, in the end, uh, Cody and Darby Allen um, lost. Uh, they got distracted by... Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how it ended. But uh, I think uh, Darby tried to save Cody from something and got distracted. And Sean Spears was able to get the roll up on him and win, if I'm correct. Um, so it was really kind of fun. Uh, but in the end, they teased that Cody and Darby might not be able to get along because there was a lot of tension between them after the loss. Um, so, and that was the last last of the matches. Now, like I say, at the beginning, they announced the four other uh, members um, going into the tournament. Um, and it, it was really interesting to watch because... You know, I was I was expecting because the other two were throwbacks to um, to matches from before. Uh, I was expecting this to be that as well, but it wasn't. the The other people on the uh, in the tournament were not the people I thought it was going to be. Like I was expecting MJF. Um, I'm trying to remember who else I, I was I was talking about, but it wasn't MJF isn't in the tournament at all. I thought they were going to be leading up to Cody versus MJF at the end, but no. The other half of the thing is Dustin Rhodes versus Kip Sabian, and Colt Cabana versus Lance Archer. So that changes the bracket altogether. Um, I can't help but think, based on uh, the. Twitter back and forth between Cody and and Lance Archer that they're probably building up for Lance Archer to win his side and Cody to win their side and uh, going off for it at the thing. But really, it could go either way. Like, with those people in it, I think Lance Archer is going to end up in the final one way or another. But, like, at that point, I could totally see it being Darby Allen versus Lance Archer in the final. Um to have another great underdog story. But anyways, I mean, we could speculate forever on it, but it was, it was really surprising the choices that they made for those other four people. Uh, Kip Sabian, I think he's phenomenal and he definitely has star potential in him, but I just didn't expect him to be thrown into this. And Dustin Rhodes is, well, I love him, but let's be honest, he's in this to lose, Right. That's why he's there. It's kind of the same thing with Colt Cabana. I love Colt Cabana. He's great. He's a phenomenal wrestler. But I think he's just out there to try to make Lance Archer look a lot more monstrous. Destroy a big guy like Colt Cabana. Um, 
So, but it's still, it was a fun, fun episode all around. I don't think it was a perfect episode. And in a vacuum, I probably would have given this one like a six out of 10, six citations, but I can't live in a vacuum. And AEW is doing fun and exciting things with their empty arena shows, while WWE is showing entire main events from WrestleMania last year and Royal Rumble and and just kind of falling back on their their old catalog. And I just can't I can't in good faith say that either of those were up there with this in any way, shape, or form. So I think I've got to give this a seven and a half overall. Seven and a half citations, just because I can't live in a vacuum. Um, compared to what it's been up against. Now, I haven't seen NXT yet. Uh, we got DA Fabe going to be working on the NXT review. It should be coming out shortly. So um, I'll be watching that tomorrow, and maybe they'll surprise me, and they were phenomenal. Um, of course, NXT and all WWE programming for this week is all pre-recorded. Um, and reportedly, they even recorded a Raw for next week. Um, but whether that sees the light of air, there's some rumors that WWE might even be taking a break uh, due to the coronavirus after this anyways. So, um, But yeah, so seven and a half. Not quite as good as the first week that I did the AEW reviews, uh, but still a really good show. It had a good chemistry, good uh, excitement in the area. Having those those people out there, those wrestlers in the crowd, air quotes, uh, really does help the, the atmosphere so much. But like I say, not a perfect show. Uh, and in a total vacuum, not a seven and a half. But I'm not living in a vacuum. Uh, I'm living in a time when there are other things to compare it to. And compared to the other things, it's up there. So seven and a half. Seven and a half citations for AEW for this week. Uh, but I'm interested in what you guys think. So after you listen to this, after you hear what I gave, head on over to Twitter. I'm at Raw and Order WBU. And let me know what you think. Uh, was I way off with seven and a half? Um, was I, was I too low? Did you think it was better than I did? Or did you think it was worse and deserved a lower score? I'd love to hear what you guys think on it. Um, like I say, we'll be back with the NXT review. Um, we'll also be doing the SmackDown review. And then instead of a WBU this weekend, we will be doing, uh, the WrestleMania review, uh, the two night pre-recorded WrestleMania that I fully expect to be relatively disappointing. Um, but I'm going to try to go into it with an open mind and who knows, maybe they'll surprise me. Um, but on that note, like I say, like share, subscribe to this. Uh, we're doing near daily episodes right now. And so, um, all those likes and shares definitely help us out, get us in front of more ears and, uh, more ears means we can do this more. Um, you can support us on anchor.fm slash raw and order WBU. Throw us a little bit of money that way. But I understand money's tight for people. So the best way and totally free way to support us is to share us with your friends. We've got the YouTube channel where we're posting uh, the audio segments up on there. We're on Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, 
any place, Breaker. You go go to a place to look for us and you can find us. Um, so wherever you listen to it, there's got to be a share button on there. Just click share. Post to your Twitter um, how much you liked the show. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. We got a Raw and Order WBU page there. Follow us on Instagram, even though I rarely ever actually post anything on Instagram because I'm too old to understand this newfangled Instagram crap. Um, but I appreciate uh, everyone listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.